Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing commercial real estate debt. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined by Christophe Monserizier, Head of Real Estate Debt. Welcome, Christophe, and thanks for joining me. Uh, hi, Daniel. Great to be here. We're going to be talking about real estate and debt, and frankly, two topics that are uh, perhaps a bit worrying these days. We think about debt, that makes us think of interest rates, uh, and we know what direction they're going in. Uh, we're still struggling with stronger than expected inflation. That's leading expectations for policy rates from the central banks to rise. Uh, and we're asking ourselves a question, you know, what's going to be the terminal rate uh, for this hiking cycle? What's going to happen to inflation and to growth. And then we think about real estate, and we're all quite aware uh, of the consequences of the pandemic. Uh, I imagine a lot of people either listening to this podcast or actually recording this podcast uh, are probably doing it from home and not going into offices, of course, the way we used to do and appreciate there's some pretty significant structural changes that are taking place uh, in commercial real estate and you know, certainly not yet played out. So a, as always, challenging time uh, to be a manager and challenging for you. Could you talk a bit about some of those challenges and the headwinds you faced over the last 12 months, and then maybe more in particular how European real estate debt has fared in all of this? The past 12 months have been characterized by, uh, as you rightly point out, elevated market volatility, which has been driven by a combination of rising interest rates, high inflation, and also uh, geopolitical uncertainty. I think the uh, pandemic is a bit over today. And yes, it has had an impact on the real estate market and the impact is still unfolding, but I think it's limited. So commercial real estate debt, which we call CRE debt, continues to demonstrate resilience thanks to the fundamentals of the asset class. I think there are a number of ideas that I can lay out here. One, the essential nature of services provided by properties. I mean, basically, properties are a shelter, be it homes or any type of lodging, from student housing to clinics or retirement homes. Uh, but also, that's true for offices or logistic properties, for example. Two, the underlying features of CRE loans need to be uh, underlined. They are based on floating rates, so they benefit from uh, increase in rates. And also, the lease structure is such that the cash flows can be assessed because you have lease engagement for a number of years. Three, there is low volatility on demand for space. Vacancy rates in most markets, and here I'm talking uh, obviously of residential, but also of uh, office space or logistic properties as well. So those vacancy rates in most markets and geographies are low. And last but not least, the well-known characteristic for property as being inflation hedge as price increases are captured through the lease indication mechanism. So I would say, uh, you know, CRE debt is well positioned in that environment of uncertainties. 
You've just talked about how CRE debt has been resilient in this environment of rising rates and high inflation, which is certainly encouraging. What then are the opportunities that you see in this environment, which is, I'm, I would think, going to continue to be challenging? And in particular, you know, what is the scope for being innovative in the investment solutions you're looking for? I think it comes down to uh, the investment objectives and goals that investors have, especially in terms of risk and return. Let me walk you through one example, which is the enhanced commercial real estate debt strategy, which to us looks as an interesting and timely strategy. Why? Well, just because the quantity of debt that is being offered, again, the value of a property has been reduced. So 12 months ago, property was worth 100. The debt that was offered against this property to acquire the property by senior lenders was, say, 50% of the 100. 12 months before that, it was probably in the region of 60. So it has been decreased by 10 points. So this tranche between 50 and 60 is going to be called subordinated debt. And so it's interesting because basically the lenders can increase a little bit the leverage that is being offered to borrowers and come back to the maybe the 60 or 65% that were offered by the senior lenders previously and today that they don't offer any longer. So there is an opportunity from this first point uh, onto the market. Second interesting point to notice is that the value of real estate is being reset. And so when deploying the strategy today, you uh, land against a property value which has been reduced. So if it was 100 12 months ago, maybe it will be 90, maybe 85 today. And you are going to apply the percentage of 65, for example, percent to the new value. So in a nutshell, the debt per square meter you are going to offer against the property is going to fall. And this is great because at the same time, for this tranche, you are going to get a return, which is, you know, I would say probably between 7 and 9% gross IRR, uh, interest rate of return. And this is very close to what many equity investors are looking for when they invest into equity. And lenders are benefiting from an equity cushion protecting them because they only lend 65% in my example of the value of the property instead of being the owner of the 100% of the property. So to summarize, I think we have a number of factors that have been and are still in play to offer great opportunities. One is the repricing of properties. Two, it's a lower proportion of debt offered against the value of a property. Three, it's the higher coupons thanks to the debt spread adjustments, but also the rise in base rates. And last, there is a very active refinancing market currently. So we can build out of this context innovative solutions and offer them to the investors. Of course, we always want to know about the future or at least what you expect. What are your views on the market over the next 12 to 24 months? The outlook for CRE debt is positive in the near future. And for that, I would highlight at least three points. The first one is that real estate is a hedge against inflation. So if you land against such an asset class, it means that your collateral, so the properties and the cash flows derivated from the properties will benefit from this trend. 
The second point is that private markets for commercial real estate debt are much more profound and diverse than public markets for this strategy. You have only a limited number of listed property companies which issue bonds. The private CRE debt do offer more diversity and return expectations for similar ratings are attractive for this strategy. Third, the premium which is offered on CRE debt as compared to, for example, government bonds remains significant in excess of 200 basis points, for example. A final question then, Christophe. Importantly, can you align your investment strategic priorities with ESG considerations? Yes, you can, even if there can exist a natural divergence in goals of the investor and broader ESG and social impact objectives, which are caused by the desire for higher returns. But now more than ever, investors are seeing beyond returns. Fundamentally, their investment activity consists in financing projects that benefit the environment and all the local community. In the current market context, as investors, we can be caught up thinking exclusively about focusing on preserving capital and seeking stable income. But there are many risks to society as a whole that needs to be addressed. And CRE can play a major part from both perspectives. I think when investing, we use some quantitative objectives in terms of ESG that we can describe more precisely to uh, interested investors. If I can summarize then some of the key points you shared with us, Christophe, uh, you acknowledge that it's been a challenging environment with high inflation and high interest rates, rising interest rates. Uh, but interestingly, uh, your view was that the effect of the pandemic actually at this point was rather more limited. Uh, nonetheless, in all of this, CRE debt has shown resilience. That was a function of uh, CRE loans being floating rate, uh, which means they act as an inflation hedge. And in terms of the fundamentals, vacancy rates in most geographies are low. Uh, and CRE debt is a very deep market uh, and, in fact, offering more diverse opportunities than you necessarily get in publicly traded debt. You highlighted in particular opportunities you see in subordinated debt. Some of the key characteristics right now in the market, uh, prices for real estate are lower, rates of return are higher, and the level of debt in general is lower. And finally, uh, you highlighted that it is possible to align ESG considerations with your investment strategic priorities. Well, Christoph, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. If you like Talking Heads, leave us a positive review and a nice rating. We recommend subscribing to Talking Heads on your favorite podcast channel. You'll receive your podcast episodes every Monday afternoon. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris and Christophe Montserrisier. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.